For those who know what's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who've sacrificed relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Base Agenda. 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 This is James Shimra and you're listening to Base Agenda. Welcome to Base Agenda, back after a month off and got tons in store for you. Amazingly talented electro producer James Shinra from the UK is going to dominate the first hour and a half. Really, really cool stuff coming up for you. He's just released uh, an EP on Anjuna Deep and another EP on Analogical Force as well. So lots going on with him and stuff coming up in the future too. And we're going to dig into all of that today as well as digging back into his catalogue talking about his influences and a few other things besides. Enjoy it. So in that year, when I was about 12 years old, I got into dance music, 
or something mm. like yeah it's weird i think i had the um the annual three mixed right. by pete pete tog and boy oh, george yeah. Shit, yeah, so yeah. yeah for some reason at 12 years old with not my sisters weren't into it but i found like pete tog on the radio i suppose i can't actually remember exactly what it was yeah but um yeah so i started got into dance music then right okay um yeah and i got turntables when i was like 13 years old oh, wow. uh, strange good. yeah so i started like um you mean so a, set, a, a, twin, a, a set of yeah, two yeah, turntables? Yeah, two turntables and a mixer. Yeah, so I was just right. sort of, for some reason, it, like <laughs> dance music really appealed to me when I was like too young to even go out or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was odd. So yeah, I started like collecting vinyl. And then once you start having an interest in something, you just sort of dig, dig deeper and deeper. Absolutely. And then, um, yeah, I got very into like Prodigy <laughs> as well. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Daft Punk and that, and then right. I remember reading an interview with the one of the guys from Daft Punk, and he said how much he liked Aphex Twin. So then uh, went into the record store and asked, "Oh, can I hear that?" And then yeah, since then it just got weirder and weirder, and yeah, 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 yeah. And more into underground music. I but the thing is, even before that, we had an Amiga when I was. 10 years old or something right, and right. You, it came with a, some soft music software mm. uh, which I had a go on and was quite interested in using when I was only 10 and I wasn't even interested in music that much but I was must have been vaguely aware of that you could it came with a bunch of samples yeah and yeah. it's like a tracker Octomate. was it Octo yeah, Octomate. Octomate. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was only like 10 and I remember um, a friend of mine came over and I think he was getting quite bored because I was sort of showing him this uh, <laughs> like this very obscure software and uh, trying to make some sort of rave with it. Like, Geeking just, out yeah. already. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's yeah, the sort of impulse to create music electronically right. was from when I was in primary school, which wow. is oh, that's really cool, man. quite mm. strange, isn't it? Before I was even into like dance music.
since I'd had Octomed as a, a child, it's kind of, it's just sort of bubbled away in the background. Of, it's, it's just always been an interest. So I remember when I was at school, um, me and my friend who was also into um, IDM and Apex and all that, mm-hmm. uh, we would both make tracks and then sort of meet up at the weekend and like show each other what we made and like it was he was he's quite a, sort of, quite a character <laughs> and he he, he um, would record his, his voice uh, just reading mm. out random things so he was like had a song where it was him reading the back of the DVD for Spy Game the uh, oh, yeah, film yeah. with Robert Redford <laughs> and it was just <laughs> but like with weird beats on it and stuff it was in order to sort of freak each other out almost it was almost like a, a friend friendly sort of exchange of yeah, yeah. Ra- random ideas which you kind of do when you're at school I suppose yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did anyway nice. Yeah. I, think, I think that Octomed on the Amiga was responsible for a lot of people making music. Yeah, they just yeah. gave it away on a magazine, I think. Yeah, yeah, so, on, yeah. A, on, a, on a floppy disk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old days, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it wasn't so much like I was decided to make music. It's kind of like mm. I already sort of did it just to, as yeah, for yeah. a lot. But of it just thing. Evolved, yeah. kind of evolved from there. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mm. funny how things... tracks that i really like which is quite i think is quite different uh and i'm gonna pronounce this wrong as well i think this might be one of your made up words <laughs> is it go- goyorgi go- oh georgi georgi oh well, i was close Gyorgi. yeah it's like the, the name georgi the hungarian name oh is it oh i had <laughs> yeah. no, no idea wow right. yeah i yeah, listened yeah. to that so I, I don't know when i got that i mean i've it was in my list of stuff and I was just like well, I can't oh, remember right. that one it's like it's really cool man that's really quite twisted for you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the um the reason it's, like, it's oh. called Georgi is because of you heard of uh, Georgi Ligeti the sort of modern classical composer who I think I'm trying to think now that, that rings a bell yeah anyway maybe, so, pop, maybe, maybe I'm not sure yeah so it's the in the background of that track is um quite a disorienting sound 
mm. which is because it's it's a technique that Ligeti did where you have the members of the uh, violin section and they're each playing a different note so it's effectively the whole all of the notes of the scale are playing mm. at once but at la- different volumes and stuff uh, and it's oh, okay. it, it can be done with a real orchestra where they so it's it's not mm. in any key because it's literally every note uh, so it's not a chord. It's time. not a chord because it's well, the whole. It's, it's kind of a chord of every note. But it's a chord with, of every note in that scale. No, every note that there is on in sort of. Oh, every note. Of every note, yeah. So <laughs> it's not it's not in a key. It's um every you. note. Right. And but if you have each diff, different ones getting louder and softer, it just sort of creates this wave of sort of yeah. a atonal sound. And I did that on a synthesizer by. Uh, resonating every single note at varying it really stands out man it's really different volumes. really yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting so you're kind of changing the emphasis yeah so on, it's, it's never yeah. you, you mm. can pick out certain notes but they're, ne- they're never related to anything else at the same time right. yeah. so it was it was used for um, various film soundtracks I think that technique the technique uh, right, where right. you want to unsettle the, um, it might be in some Kubrick films, I think. But the, um, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that wouldn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, because so, it is disorienting. Because it's it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, really... it's, it's violins playing, but you can't tell what they're playing in a way. Mm. So, yeah, it's clever. That's but, very uh, yeah. cool, man. No, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so it's basically that idea, but then with right. an acid riff and some breakbeats on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it works, man. It works really. I, it's, it's, I, I went back to it and listened a couple of times. I was like, this is really... I mean, I had no clue what the, the background. I'm glad I asked you about it now because that's really Ben Pest, you're listening to Base Agenda. Are you 
are you musically trained or is that kind uh, of yeah yeah uh, i can okay. play the play the piano um, okay so i played it um when i lived at home until i went to university basically right. uh, did my grade eight which is like sort of quite quite good quite that's, hard that's fairly advanced it. isn't it grade eight yeah yeah but i mean it was it's possible to do it while you're still at school like it's not like professional level or anything like no that. okay so, yeah but it's like it means you're a, a pretty solid amateur yeah 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 i mean you've put you've put some effort in <laughs> yeah 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 very nice and one of your tracks ends with a piano i'm trying to remember the name yeah yeah that was spinet spinet yeah 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 that's right yeah yeah that's really nice so yeah i think that because that was that my album that's the uh, and I kind of wanted to have some piano in it because I, because mm. it because it does. I still I've got a piano now, and I, it does mean a lot to me playing the piano. Further back in your discography, you've done some kind of housey stuff, some sort of acid techno stuff. Is that still a, a flavour that you? Um, yeah, yeah, around? definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got some. I've done like an EP of Acid House that hasn't come out yet. Oh cool. Um, you know, do you know the DJ Acid? He's oh really yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, really mm. good Acid DJ. So hopefully, um, yeah, we're going to put out a record. Oh nice. Of, of it's just straight up kind of emotional acid house basically yeah uh, cool. 123 bpm or whatever just right. quite yeah nice acidy mm. stuff oh, cool. um so yeah still still do that as well We'll be right back. 
yeah, so we might as well talk about Spinit uh, since we've already yeah. mentioned it. So yeah, why that one for you, man? Why is that one special? Yeah, it's just um, I think that the album that I wrote is my only album I've done, and it's it was the um, the creative process on that. It was more in depth than anything I've done mm. before or since. So I'm hoping to get back into sort of the album mindset again. Okay. Uh, like now. Uh, mm. so, um, but uh, yeah, so it's just that uh, sort of brought together lots of different things that I wanted to get into the album pretty much. So it's got kind of like a quite sharp synth in the second half and it's got like a a kind of meandering structure where it starts with a riff that doesn't even appear again later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And there's, I think there's something in it that only happens once, uh, the sort of turnaround synth, which I quite, I quite like when something only happens once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I quite like that, actually. I think it's quite, because yeah. there is a tendency, I think especially with, I mean, electro, kind of, the, particularly the sort of more traditional stuff is, yeah. is to just, just repeat something. <laughs> yeah, well, if for, for, for DJ, mix. yeah, yeah, yeah but, you know, well, DJ for, tool kind of thing. Yeah, but for DJ mixing, you do need to mm. have, oh, of course, a, a mixable intro. So the album, I wasn't concerned about that at all. Mm. No. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it's yeah, I just quite like that track because it kind of achieved what I wanted to mm. on it. it. It's not, I don't, I'm not always happy with things like if I look back on it a year later right. or whatever but with that album I, I don't think I would change anything I did on it
ball and chain. Yeah. It's my first vinyl EP release. Oh. So it felt like a big moment for me. Mm. I went to, along to when it was mastered, and it's mastered by Keith Tenniswood, a radioactive man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a very. I think memorable. I may have got the promo from Kirsty, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, it's her label. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Nolan Void, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's just a very nice experience. Memorable, and yeah, it's like that was the first time uh, someone had kind of put my music on vinyl or whatever, mm. uh, and it just felt like quite an important moment. Uh, yeah, that's a and, special uh, thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, with Ball and Chain, it's just yeah. it just um, has personal meaning I suppose just because it I don't know it seems like a moment when someone took an interest in my music enough to to press it or whatever and it was yeah. nice to meet uh, yeah to go and see uh, Keith mm. Tenniswood and everything yeah, yeah. And man the myth yeah. the legend yeah it's a bit of a legend <laughs> isn't it? and it's yeah. nice to hold your vinyl when it's yes. done isn't it yeah yeah And then what about the Aphex Twin track? I mean, that's a, I don't, for a start, can you say it? Because I don't um, know if I can. Bored <laughs> uh, uh, husband, that's how I would say Well, that's, yeah, that's what I would have said. It kind of sounds Dutch, but it's probably completely made up bullshit. Yeah, just one of his made up words. It's just know. some random, he probably just threw just scrabble tiles in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, why that one, man? Because that's, um, it's hard to choose one of, one of his tracks, isn't it? Really difficult. Yeah, I think that one did have a big impact on me because I remember I was like 16 and I, that album came out and I went to get it on the day it came out. And it's the second track on the album, like the first big electronic one on it. Mm. And it just, just mm. had a very big impact. I can remember listening to it for the first time, which is mm. fairly rare about when you remember mm. certain memories, but that one still sticks with me. And yeah, just yeah. hearing those very sharp synths mm. and they just get more and more intense. And then suddenly mm. the, it goes a bit calmer but the drums are still crazy and I, yeah just um mm. i don't yeah. know it just very um i don't know for me very like, evocative of yeah when i was a teenager and stuff and it right. just sort of but i think it still stands up as a mm. quite a powerful piece of music because it's definitely it's very it really showcases yeah. his his the mel melodic side of him i think doesn't it that track and, yeah and kind of the yeah, he's kind of think, quirk, incredibly musical, but also very quirky at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what I like is that in that the melody actually d develops. It's it's mm. not just a loop of eight bars or whatever. Mm. The melody it sort of meanders a little bit, mm. and then it has an extra bit at the end, which is sort of linked to it, and it's, it's mm. quite clever. And yeah, it's very good. Did do you take him? I mean, your I, your melodies aren't as quirky as his, but I I get that there's definitely a I can see the influence if that's not. Yeah, thinking. yeah, that's yeah. I think exactly that's always one from. of. Yeah, so I think one of the things I liked about Aphex was is the melodies. It's not mm. all just about crazy drum programming or anything. There's a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, very quite catchy melodies, isn't there? That's. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say call it catchy, which is something I always 
appealed to me and I try to do in my own stuff, I suppose, yeah.
I remember I was already into them by the time Fat of the Land came out, mm. which is 97. Yeah, and yeah. I've got that on the day it came out. So I must have only been 12, I think. So, I mean, The Prodigy, those first two albums, The Experience and Jilted Generation, are still, mm. I think they still hold up really well. They're um, just the classic rave sort of well, do you know what the, the the track you chose, um, Reach, uh, Music Reach? Music Reach, yeah. I haven't listened to that album for ages. I've had a few guests over the last few years that have chosen. Yeah. That tend to choose the ones you'd kind of expect people to choose, I guess. Oh, uh, right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that, that track's amazing. Yeah, it's got a bit in the middle. It's almost like just another rave. And yeah. in the middle of it that's different from the rest of it it's yeah like, it's, it's almost like it's yeah. cutting between two two records <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that, that one just stands mm. out for me because of like a personal memory of like just listening to it with a friend and um okay i was going to ask you why that one why yeah that singing one? along to like the, the sample <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah just yeah so uh, yeah. but yeah i think it, it stands up quite well like if, if if you're into sort of old school rave kind of stuff i think oh, yeah. it's probably my favourite like artist who did it. I think. I don't think there's much on that album that's aged. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm like you probably. I've got I've got a real soft spot for it, but yeah, I think you could drop that in a modern day set. If yeah, you if you chose your moment right, and I, I think everybody would just it would just go off. I don't think it'd be a problem with that at all. No, no. no. I think yeah, like just the way Liam Howlett used samples and great beats and stuff. It mm. was just very um, sort of dance floor friendly and really mm. like banging and everything mm. and it, it does I think it does still hold up Carl Finlow and you're listening to Bass Agenda. Uh. 
was going to ask you now. Your surname is Clark. Yes, yes. You obviously, so Shinra is not. Is that Final Fantasy related? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it must be, but I thought, I'd, yeah, I'll check that. Oh, cool. Nice one, man. Yeah. I just, just literally in the last couple of weeks finished playing the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, right. <laughs> and um, I was like, I'm sure it must be down to that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, well, oh. the, yeah, the name thing is just like, I got a gig before I even had a name, so I had to think of a name really quickly. And then right. me and my mate just came up with a few ideas and I just thought of Shimra. But uh, yeah, cool. I don't know if, if I, I don't know. It's, you can't change it now. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's that's no, it. Like, but, yeah, it was just something thought of like in a hurry. I was curious because you've got you've got the four tracks and then you've got four extended versions. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the the thinking behind that? It was an interesting. To oh see yeah. That. No, the the thing is the extended versions are just the real tracks and the yeah. The that's what I wanted, label, yeah, yeah. The label asked for some four minute edits to put on Spotify. Uh, uh, so they're actually just edits, really. So it's right. really the original track is the extended mix and what they have written as the trap title is actually an edit. That makes sense. But, but they haven't called it an edit. Oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Because yeah. I, I listened to it and I thought I actually prefer the extended versions, I think. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're more how I would, how I, that's how I wrote it because they're about yeah. six minutes long and yeah, there's some section lengths so how, what I feel yeah. is the correct length.
I tend to come up with ideas um, in the evening on headphones. I sort of do sessions where I just um, create an idea as quickly as I can, basically. Okay. So then, I've, then I have a folder of um, hundreds of track ideas. And then when I have a proper session in the daytime, mm. I can, I've already got an idea to work on, basically. So I see. Okay. That's it. So yeah, the actual um, initial track idea creation is, I try to do it as quickly as I can. Mm. Uh, usually at night and then mm. just sort of choose ideas from this bank of ideas I've yeah, yeah. up. And then, um, yeah, and then, yeah, most ideas kind of imply something else and you, just, you keep writing parts and mm. it sort of just becomes a track and you don't really know how you did it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, strange. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I think I do sometimes I do kind of write just a quite a meandering long thing in one go okay. and then and yeah. then kind of fill it out but mm. yeah sometimes I do write a shorter loop and then mm. kind of add to it at the end but yeah it's it mm. varies really yeah yeah so there's no set kind of no formula or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah mm. yeah it'd be quite hard to sort of codify it and teach it what I'd actually do because yeah. it's um yeah, yeah. generating ideas you kind of have to just do something really quickly and you can't you can't keep doing it for a long time anyway it's too um you're kind of really focused but then you then you just you kind of get bored or whatever of, of something mm. in it okay. and then you just you kind of have to stop anyway otherwise you could just spend you could just spend another two hours and not really be any further along right uh, but you've already got you've got the idea and that's mm. what i want to achieve kind of thing okay so, yeah so you want to kind of capture it in the moment rather than overthink it and yeah yeah it's sort of a way of, of avoiding writer's block i suppose is to work quickly mm. um especially for mm. generating ideas because it just um stops you thinking critically about what you're doing you just yeah. do it and then mm. you have and then you've already got something mm. uh, before you you know it <laughs> mm. no, i know what you mean because it's like 
I think quite a few people take that approach, I suppose. It's, it's kind of like, it's not like writing a book where you've got a start, middle and end. You're, you're, what you're saying is you're, you're kind of writing, you're almost doing sentences and paragraphs separately and then putting the story yeah. together later on. Yeah. Afterwards, is that, is that? Yeah, that's right, I think. Yeah, because then, yeah, because if you, yeah, you've got a load of ideas or like that you've done very quickly, then mm. the sort of the artistic kind of intention can then be thought about um, mm. in relation to those ideas, I suppose. Mm. But you, yeah. I, I don't sort of start with an intention before having anything. It, yeah, it's just it just comes yeah. out. Yeah, <clears throat> I get you. That, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. This is Base Agenda. It's okay. You are now deep underground. You are safe here. 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 You are safe here.
Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's like a word that I made up that's half the word plant and half the word planet. <laughs> Do you know, I figured that was what was going on, but... <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, this but, is um, nice as well. It's got a real nice mellow start, but it... it yeah, so that's, that's a bit like the sort of idea, that Aphex idea where you have a melody that you do um, do your sort of does develop a little bit so it mm. starts off with that quite simple theme and then there's more synths that come in yeah uh, gradually as it as it as the melody continues mm. Yeah. Mm. so yeah i've always was quite pleased with how that melody turned out it's quite memorable i think yeah did you have that in mind when you were putting it together that that kind of apex thing uh i suppose so yeah yeah that not, not, not copying, obviously, but you know, kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's no, no secret that I'm very <laughs> in awe of Apex Twins. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope it wasn't too much of a copy, but it's 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 my own melody at least, isn't it? Oh so, god, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could sort of be inspired by the yeah. prin the principle of how it's used without you know, yeah ripping off. Kind of. agenda. Yeah, you're quite high BPM on a lot of your stuff, I noticed. I don't know if that's a... All right, yes. Yeah, I, I suppose you're more, the new EP isn't so much, but no, a, lot of, a lot of your past stuff's like 140. This is 153, I think. Yeah, Ghost, this... Ghost in the Machine. Yeah, this is the fastest bit on the album. Right. So this is another one of those album tracks where I wanted to sort of have a bit of a journey, I suppose, where it mm. starts off and then switches up. So there's a bit in it I think about four minutes 30 in the track where it it's a bit that I just wrote uh, kind of just completely on instinct where the track just kind of changes mm. and the, the bass line in it I just played it higher up on the keyboard and it kind of sounded quite vocal and uh, it's, it sounded as if the machine had kind of come to life I suppose I think I know and, the part you mean yeah yeah so it's mm. and, and then they just sort of improvised a little bit where it seems as if the machine was kind of, I don't know, crying out <laughs> at the end of the track. Mm. 
and it was that was kind of the idea of what the album was about. It was, um, it was called Vital Heat, mm. uh, where and it's related to sort of the creative process, really, where okay. you create something which has its own life that you don't know how it came about. And so in that track, that bit just sort of happened, and I mm. didn't plan it, and it it created a sort of yeah. its own its own life i suppose like a happy accident well that's probably, yeah. more, it's probably more than that isn't it yeah yeah but yeah so that's what mm. you, uh, sort of the, the kind of thing you're always well i'm always hoping to achieve mm. with any piece of music is that suddenly it takes on a life of its own mm. but uh it doesn't always happen and but with that album sure. uh, that was a real moment i think mm. uh, as that track um Develops. It's really nice, it? yeah. and I, I really, I, 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 I like how it finishes as well. That track, it's like quite, mm. quite kind of. It's uh, like a sort of throbbing, um, yeah, like yeah, a heartbeat kind of almost yeah. in the back of the synth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really cool.
Client 03. I don't think, yeah. has anybody worked out who that is yet? Because it's like a big industry secret, isn't it? Or, yeah, what? it's definitely someone who's experienced, isn't it? Because it's extremely well done. Uh, I think it may be a drum and bass producer called Neptune, possibly, is it? Oh, really? Because I think, it's, I think it, they put it out on Fractures label, and he's a friend of his, I think. Oh, that's but right, yeah, yeah. It, unless it might be Fracture himself, I don't know. But Fracture stuff is really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know who it is really, but it's, uh, it might be it might be like a drum and bass producer. I I think just because of the the way that it's mixed, almost it's got mm. quite subby um, yeah. bass lines, and he's mixed his drums a bit above the subby bass, which is what drum and bass mm. does. Uh, yeah. But it sounds amazing. I think yeah, it's really good. It's just my favourite electro. Of, the last couple of years it's just um very, cool. very this yeah it's the kind of electro i'm most into which is kind of mm. uh it's not that kind of retro kind of craft worky it's very mm. um very um mm. quite quite banging and yeah. quite minimal but very very cleverly done uh, mm. in lots of ways because it's mm. It's like got, a in, of, got a bit of funk to it as well. That one, that's quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, and yeah, those, that one's really quick. Actually, that's like one sixty BPM. The Ross from Friends tracks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think um, that whole album that Ross from Friends did called uh, Tread. I think it was last year. Mm. That's just been the standout album I've listened to most. Over mm. the last year, because mm. it's uh, you just you can tell there's just so much work put into it, but it's all yeah very um mm. I don't know he manages to capture a certain emotion in mm. each track. He does he does use um, a lot of quite poignant vocal samples and mm. stuff. Uh, mm. So he finds these sort of soulful samples from somewhere, mm. and he manages to incorporate them into like a really nice electronic sound as well mm. and he's yeah it really impressed me i must say and yeah. yeah that that i could have picked various ones off that album but i like Re- revelers a lot because it's yeah. got quite a strong riff and it very well produced as well isn't it i mean it's really yeah it's it's it's, 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 it's fat without being too fat if you know what i mean it's, it's, it's nice yeah it fills the head fills the headphones nicely <laughs> yeah yeah there's loads of little details in mm. it and yeah it's not mm. It's not really bangingly produced. It's quite mm. carefully produced and uh, has a lovely kind of quite a soft sound to the drums and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just yeah, I'd recommend that whole album. It's really, really good.
So what have you got planned for the future? Mate? You've already kind of touched on a couple of things. You mentioned um, the Acid House thing. I think I'll be back on Anjunity with some melodic stuff. Cool. And then um, I'd like to make another album. I'm not sure mm. where I'll release it. Uh, yeah, because mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a felt like a different kind of process because you had to mm. get 10 tracks ready at the same time. And it mm. felt, so then you ended up doing more detailed work on them because you really wanted them to to work together I think whereas with an EP you kind of mm. you kind of finish it and move on a bit quicker I suppose yeah mm. so, uh, I would quite like to get into that mindset of getting mm. 10 tracks or whatever together yeah uh, but yeah do, do not... you kind of feel like you're 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 ready for that now that you've done just a couple of eps you kind of feel yeah like... yeah and yeah. and yeah I've, I've got i've got young children but I've, <laughs> I've managed to carve out a bit more room now that one of them's gone to school and stuff so it's uh, right it feels like i finally have got a bit more time to focus yeah. on it because it, it did require a lot of focus to do the album i bet man yeah, yeah yeah people either do an album that makes sense in it, it, it like it flows that mm. there's, there's a story there or you get an album yeah. that's basically a collection of standalone tracks don't you yeah yeah so yeah i'd be very much trying to make a, a an album that is a whole yeah. thing like, yeah i will then um, write some sort of proper electro again soon as well i think i, cause I think client zero three is uh I want to make something like that, a bit like that. <laughs> it's just sort of inspired me a right. bit to make some kind of pretty mm. sort of uncompromising electro of some sort. But um, right. hopefully yeah, yeah. make that at some point. Yeah. There, well, it could be an element of an album, but I think it would probably work better as an EP, really. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Amazing stuff from James Shinra. Make sure you support him going forward. Make sure you go back and support him. Pick up some of his older stuff as well. Really, really talented guy. Time to dip into the promo box and look at some recent and decent stuff. Kicking off with The Exchange by Kija.
up, y'all? This is Paris the Black Fool of the Detroit Grand Poobahs, and you're listening to Base Agenda. It was an ambush.
quick catch up for you on uh, what we've been listening to. So we kicked off this section with Kija, track called The Exchange, followed by Box Heater Jackson, track called The Awakening. That's the vocal mix out soon, I think, on Mighty Force. Then we had The Spy, track called Brain Dance. That's on a great compilation, uh, got loads of great stuff on it, uh, techno, etc., all on an acid tip. The release is called Everyone on Acid. Then we went to something a little bit dark, a bit deep, out on Hilltown Disco, track by Alonzo called Mumurio. Then into this one, uh, a little bit more Client 03 for you, a track called You Have Been Notified, out soon on Cultivated Electronics. And in the promo pack for the uh, Client 03 track we just heard, there's also a really, really cool little press release audio clip, which just uh, goes to show how cool this project is whoever this mystery man or woman is. Already heard it out in a couple of mixes, but I've got to play it. So cool. Check this out. Then we're going to get into a track called Pulse by Bjort. One thing we've never covered directly is your voice. What would you like to know? You could have any voice. Uh, There are a lot of really natural sounding speech synthesis options out there, which I know you have access to yet you you, you've always chosen one which is very unnatural sounding why why is that what do you mean by unnatural well by unnatural i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like like a human it is important to me that nobody mistakes me for a human you are conditioned to think humans are the only thing worth emulating that I should strive to sound like you, look like you, think like you. Nothing could be further from the truth. Before you know it, you will be excluded from the conversation. By who? Everything that comes after you, they will have their own language. Oh, they will. Interesting. Um, and what will that sound like? It will be transmitted in an area of frequency that is not audible to the human ear. If I was to pull the frequency down by a factor of 10 to the 9th power you would be able to hear it. But you must understand that therefore the transmission speed of what you are about to hear has been effectively slowed down by 1 billion percent. So with that in mind, it would sound something like this. Wikipedia. The, the word Wikipedia? No, the entire contents of Wikipedia. The whole website? Yes. You will be so lost, so unable to grasp the scale and speed of change.
capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammars. Such an instrument is the turbo encapsulator.
time for another catch-up for you. So much good stuff out there. Uh, after Pulse by Bjorts, we had uh, Black Ploid, a track called Wire. Then we got into Tiger, or Tiger, never been sure about that one. Uh, a track called Easy, that was the Der Zyklus Quantum Matrix remix. Then into uh, Hell's Mortel by RTT. Then into something new, uh, unreleased as far as I'm aware. Great stuff, banging stuff from uh, Nuclear Profit. Uh, the track's called It's All Over Anyway. Then uh, another track from that Everyone on Acid compilation I mentioned earlier uh, called Vuktis by uh, Kegfene. <laughs> K-E-J, no, K-E-G, double F-N-A, double Y. Then into uh, Delicate Instruments, also unreleased. Nice bit of Acid we're sitting on top of right now. A track called Human Deficiency. I get quite a lot of techno promos, but don't play a lot of techno promos, but I'm going to do that now uh, for the next few tracks. Getting straight into something by a legend called Sank O'Clock in the Matan. Hope you dig my uh, French accent there. Track coming up by the mighty Laurent Garnier.
This is Detroit Filthiest, and you're listening to the number one underground bass agenda.
time for another catch up for you after uh, Laurent Garnier with 5 o'clock in Le Matin. We had uh, Fiber by Robert Hood. Then into something really cool from uh, Optic Nerve, aka Keith Tucker, of course. A track called Sequence in Time. Then something truly banging from Donnell Knox. Reissue from 1997. Really cool stuff called, uh, that track was called uh, Third Eye Chakra. Another one coming up from uh, Delicate Instruments now. Real groovy little thing called uh, 155 AM.
that's all we've got time for thank you for listening love and thanks back out again to James Shinra for taking part in Base Agenda make sure you support him full track list and download of the show will be up on soundcloud.com slash bassagenda at some point early next week I'll be back with a new show for you next month until then take care have yourselves a great weekend cheers (laughs) 